on my Harlem niggas, my BK niggas. Back up town, baby, Lennox Ave. My foyer's on Broadway all day. Yeah, we back. Talk Nice Podcast with your boy Bezo as always. I'm back to talk to y'all for another week. And you know I'm never by myself. I got my guy with me, Mr. Selfmade, 80 in the building. What's going on? Let the people know you're here, boy. What up, man? What up, everybody, man? Just another week, man. Get this thing rolling. Definitely, definitely. Another Wednesday, another W to add on to that win column for the Cowboys. Uh, it was a great game out there at SoFi Stadium in L.A. Cowboy fans took over the stadium. Uh, <clears throat> it was a great uh, great look for the defense. Uh, definitely uh, gaining more respect around the league if they ain't already took it as they should have. Uh, offense, whatever. I think uh, Cooper Rush had what, uh, 100 yards passing. I think uh, outside of that big run from Pollard, uh, but it was uh, good to stay focused on the run game. But <clears throat> overall, good W. Cowboys four and one going into that big game next week. Would you uh, would you see from them in that uh, Rams game that was positive and negative for you? If you've seen any negatives, but well, we start with the positives from that game. Um, positive was, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better start from the defense. I mean, Lawrence Armstrong blowing up the guard and getting a strip sack and Tank picking it up for a touchdown. And then a couple plays later, block punt from Lawrence Armstrong. You know, we go up, um, we go up 9-0. Should have been like, you know, we should have been able to score a touchdown. Yeah. You know, going, getting the ball short on that field. But I mean, defense playing lights out, man. Um, you can't ask for what better? They playing fast. They playing hungry. Like they harassing the quarterback. They harassing the offensive lineman. Um, you got. I was looking when um after that first uh when Tank got that touchdown. It's crazy that like the next play like we had a whole different set of um defensive linemen on you know in each position on all four D linemen and they, they was just still creating pressure. It was just crazy like. Dan Quinn got that substitution thing rolling where they keep these guys fresh and they keep rolling. Um, uh, uh, we, we played, but yeah, we played really good, man. So on the defensive side, um, offensive side, like you said, um, you know, Rush only completed 10 pass, school for like 106 yards, I think. Um, but we kept the run game going. I like that they kept the run game going, even though, you know, uh, outside of the parlor run, you know, it was very runs with Zeke and then, you know, a lot of people be trying to do this Zeke versus Pollard thing, man. But I just feel like they got a heavy balance with, with Zeke and Pollard. Like, Zeke is that – we all know Zeke not 2016 Zeke, 2017 Zeke. You know, he done been ran to the ground. And, you know, as we know, running back shells, um, mm-hmm. life and uh, short. So, I just feel like Zeke is that hammer guy. He's going to punish you, punish you, punish the defenders, and they get tired of hitting him. And then after they get tired of him, hitting him, you got a fast – Fast dude that can take take it to the house at any time he touches the ball and Pollard. So and then they gotta take the angles that they take are different because Pollard's so quick and shifty, as you can see on that fifty-seven yard run. Um, how once he got through through the offensive lineman and got to the second level, he made the safety miss, and then the the second safety tried to you know tackle him, ankle tackle him, and he just broke off that and then off to the races after that. Um, but yeah, most of that was. All that was positives. Um, 
you know, the only negative was, uh, you know, we, I just wish we could uh, do the ball better, more efficiency. And then on the defensive side, you know, Trayvon gave it that one, um, that one pass to the cut touchdown. But, you know, he, he undercut it. And, and, you know, we know Trayvon like to gamble sometimes, but it's all good. Like, I'm not really hopping on it. I'm not. You know, he learned from it. Uh, he should have went on his outside shoulder instead of trying to cut from underneath. Um, but it's all good. I really ain't tripping about yeah, it. Yeah, those things happen. I wasn't too mad about it um, for the most part because the defense was playing so lights out. So I was like, they got one. Um, now, if I, we would have seen a trend, it would have been a different story. But they got right back to putting pressure on Stafford, uh, right back to clamping clamping them guys. And that was like a perfect uh, – what. <laughs> I guess you want to say a perfect route. I wouldn't say pass because he did juggle it, but I would say a perfect route uh, for the defense that they was playing. So um, give kudos to them for that. But for the most part, the defense had them bottled up, had them rattled. Um, there's nothing they can do. Like you were saying, even with the if you substitute the whole de- – that means there's talent on every level, and that's just um, problems for opposing teams, in my opinion, and – I, I personally like the Zeke Pollard. I even like the Zeke Pollard playing, uh, being on the field at the same time because it gives a look to the defense like, what, what we, you know, are they going, you know, throw the screen to Pollard? Is this a run for Zeke, uh, up the middle? What are we doing? Like, um, what was that? The one play, I think, um, Zeke lined up in the fullback position and Pollard was behind him. And Rush turned around and handed it to Zeke, and he hit the left side for about 11 yards for the first down. Things like that, like you, you get the, you get different looks. It's not the same old Zeke lined up behind Rush. Same, you know, we send Pollard out to line up. It's just not the same thing. So definitely, um, they keep that going. You know, I didn't have many, many negatives. I wish I, I won our red zone. Um, percentage to go up. I want us to, um, you know, start. But I think and I hope when Dak, whenever he's healthy, when he comes back, um, the red zone um, touchdown percentage may go up. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Definitely, if you're going to get turnovers like that one where they was on the 20 after the turnover and it, it ended in a field goal. So, but other than that, I mean, I like the way we're playing. Definitely, um, Especially going into this week um, against division leader Eagles five and zero. I was um, before we even get to that preview of that game. I was uh, watching um, what's his name Acho on the show with him, David Hellman and um, Shady McCoy, and he was like, "When Dak comes back, the Cowboys have the highest ceiling of any NFC team uh, due to our defense being what it is, and if they keep the same." Uh, formula and just add Dak to it that the Cowboys have the highest ceiling in the NFC as far as uh, talent is concerned and being able to get to the Super Bowl. You agree with that or disagree with it? That's like, and be honest, that's the first time I heard Acho say anything positive about the Cowboys in like two seasons without a uh, backhanded compliment from him. Yeah, like, I don't know. him. He like being weird lately. Uh, ever since Helmer, David Helmer got on that show, uh, he's starting to like speak positive about the Cowboys all of a sudden. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, um, yeah, I, I believe that because like, you know, like we discussed off, you know, offline, 
Oh man, uh, most Cowboys fans was discussing the same thing. Like, you see the game plan is different. Like, even they showed it last week on the on the when we was playing the Rams. I think week one we were seventy two percent pass, twenty nine percent run. Then um, I think week two we was like forty uh, forty, and then week three we was like um, sixty forty. Um, I believe so. Like we're sticking with the run, even if it may not work sometimes. So the crazy thing is, like everybody talking about, oh, you know, what a guy is getting all this credit for throwing hundred yards last week, but Dak has won with that formula before. You know what I'm saying? As far as we running the ball and and he throwing twenty twenty five passes, maybe get like two hundred fifty yards, two TDs, and you know, and all you know, we get elite three down, third down um, plays, but then. All you heard was, oh, when he's going to make the big, you know, the 300 yards, the 400 yards, and then when he throws the 300, the 400 yards, then it'll be like, oh, but when he's going to win. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. can't have it all. But, yeah, like, it's just common sense. Like, man, just lean on the run, especially when dad come back. Like, we don't have, like I always said, we, I feel like we have him try to play Superman so much. Like, he doesn't have to, like, we don't have to have him try to save the day every play. Just – Continue running the ball, keep a healthy balance. Like, have him throw the ball between 20 to 30 times, no more than 35 times, and keep the run game like 25 to 30, 35 times, like a healthy balance if you can between that. And then uh, just let that do what he do when you need him to do, like a play break, a play breakdown or, you know, a blitz coming. He want to check out the run because he may not feel like the, the run that, that was called is going to be uh, – beneficial to, to beating that defense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, I feel like, the, you know, the way this defense is playing, like, Dak hasn't had a defense play this well, you know, since he's been, uh, you know, star quarterback for the Cowboys. Even last year, the defense was good, but it, it's not playing – it wasn't playing this lights out like they have been playing this season. And yeah. it's Definitely. crazy. Like, different like, feel to like, it. Like, yeah, Definitely a different feel to the defense. So, um, you know, whatever – Hopefully, you know, he's uh, healthy enough for the Detroit game. Um, don't want to take them lightly. Uh, so when he come back, but it's um, less pressure than coming back for this um, this next game on Sunday, which we can get to. Primetime, Sunday night, NFC Beast showdown, Cowboys versus the Eagles, 5-0 and versus 4-1. The vaunted, whatever you want to call it, complete team that they say the Eagles got on defense, offense versus uh, a monster defense from the Cowboys. O-line versus D-line. Supposedly they have a, a, a decent O-line. Uh, Jalen Hurts uh, supposed to show us more runs. They suppose that uh, this is what the analysts say and Eagles fans online say that, you know, Overall, they have the better team. Uh, I guess due to Cooper Rush being under center, they, you know, discount the offense. But Sunday night is going down. Everybody watching, America's team. I don't care if you like it or not. It's America's team. Everybody tuning in because they either want they want to see us lose. If you're not a fan of the team, you want to see us lose. So you got aha on Monday. So we got that game coming up. What's your thoughts on that? Um, you know, we here. We did what we were supposed to do with these other teams, uh, minus week one, and now we got to go show and prove. 
What's your thoughts on that? Um, man, I honestly like. I honestly feel comfortable, like confident in this game. I just feel like you know, once again, like I think we like six. I think I just saw something that said we like six point five underdogs again. So I already know that's in the locker room, like how that's gonna um, play out with them. Like I know they're gonna be ready, but I just feel like our D linemen gonna dominate their offensive line. Like I just don't think they see the defense like ours, and like our D line is fast, man. Like. It's crazy. Like, we're going to put pressure on them. Um, and then I think, like, they like they got some injuries on the line. Like, I think they guard. Dickerson got an ankle injury. I yeah, on I heard about that just today. Um, Kelsey got an ankle injury, too. They center. Um, and I think uh, they left tackle. Jordan Malita, or whatever his name is, got mm. a shoulder injury. And then their other guard got a got an ankle injury. So if, uh, if they left tackle don't go, then I know they got some guy named Jake Jack Dricklesen, Dricklesen, or whatever his name is. But I feel like that if he ended up playing, that would be the weakest spot on their line. And I know, like, Dan Quinn probably going to attack that and have Micah um, on that side. Tank and Lane Johnson, they got history. I feel like, you know, Tank get the better of Lane Johnson. Like, Lane Johnson's good, but I, I know Tank can, um, can, can, can create pressure and create havoc on him. But it's just all about, man, just stopping the run. Making them one dimensional. Don't let uh Hurts get outside the pocket. Don't let him do that running around. You want to make him back up and and try to um try to like you know get pressure. And try to make him pull off his back foot. Don't let him um step up and 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 and, and, and make these passes. Cause uh then you can also have Wilson like uh play spy. Donovan Wilson, Donald play like spy. In case he try to run outside the pocket. But I saw like uh some interesting uh. Earlier today, where they were saying, I think PPF was saying, like when Hurts not, uh, when he's not blitz, he's like, uh, like graded like ninety point five, like second, and he averaging like nine point nine yards, mm. um, and completing like seventy three percent, which is third in league, and he got like seven big time throws, and he only like three turnovers. But when you blitz him, he got a fifty seven point three uh, overall grade. That's twenty seventh. His Yards per average is 5.8, which is 31st. His completion, completion dropped down to 58%. And, um, so I just feel like we don't even really gotta blitz him because we can create pressure with four. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I know Dan Quinn will have a, a game plan to, to limit, like, him from trying to get outside the pocket. And then I honestly think, like, I think Trayvon will lock AJ Brown down. Like, Trayvon liked those big, big type receivers like he always said like he rather those big tight receivers like a Mike Evans or like Keenan Allen um that he can feel like he can like to get physical with physical and go up against with and and I just feel like he gonna get like physical with, with AJ Brown um and then uh we'll just do what we gotta do on the other side with uh stopping Devontae Smith and then I know they like to run uh a lot of I hope they like I really hope the defense like pay attention to that because like I've been noticing, like, especially, like, last uh, – when they played the Cardinals, like, uh, Dallas Goldberg, they like to run a lot of tight end screens, especially, like, he like to chill and act like he about to block. Like, especially if it's, like – like, if they get a negative play, like, on second second or third down, they'll go to it. Like, so mm. I've seen them, like, plenty of times in the Cardinals. So I hope, like, Anthony Barr or, like, Donald or Curse, like, they – uh. They like really key in that and try to find out their tendencies when they gonna try to run it. Even Quinn to um to counteract because like they like to run a lot of tight end screens. So 
that's that be who they try to go to a lot, honestly, like try to get their offense going is with Dallas. Uh, yeah, so yeah. and this one be a big game for Curse. I feel like, you know, Curse is back, you know, Curse got that length, that mm-hmm. size to be able to, to to um play him man up if we need him to play man up and you know to contain him and stuff like that. And then on the um offensive side, you know, just continue the game plan, run the ball. You know, of course, you know, they got Fletcher Cox and big Jordan Davis in the middle, but I feel like you got to stay dedicated. Like, got to stay dedicated yeah. to the run, regardless. And that way, that right. set up play action. That sets up a, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, don't abandon. I don't, and I, I don't see them abandoning the run just because it's Cooper Rush. I think if it was Dak, there may be a tendency to put up forty-four passes uh, in a game once they see uh, the uh, run is not working. But I think they should stay balanced. Um, I, what I, I hope they looked at was the Giants game because Daniel Jones was, uh, leaking through the middle because they was bringing pressure from the outside and he was able to step up and then he was taking off and running being the fact that a lot, um, the safeties wasn't, um, up on him, even though they, sometimes they had Donovan Wilson, uh, spying him, but he was still getting eight, nine, 10 yards and with Jalen Hurts, that's the last thing you want to do is get them rolling in their stadium with him getting first down runs and, you know, and getting that momentum going the wrong way. So hopefully they looked at that. They tighten that up, um, clean that up. But, yeah, everything you said, I'm totally with. I think um, think they get out of there uh, with a 24-17 win. That's just me. If it's not 24-17, I think 20-17. Um, I'm not too – huh? We're gonna punch them in the mouth. Yeah. I, like punch I, them I think mouth. we I think we'll come out. I think of course, all that bulletin ball fodder, um, which has been a lot over the last five weeks, is best team in the in the NFL. They going they already slotted them in the Super Bowl and Dallas week. Dallas is weak, this, that, and the third, and you know, everybody got this something to say. So I think all of that is on the bulletin board in the defense um room, defensive room. And I just think they're going to come out and try to make a statement early, just like they did with the Rams, um, flushing them and getting the uh, sack. Hopefully, this same thing happens. Sack, fumble, um, recovery. And if they can get in the end zone, it's fine. If not, but what we got to do is not settle for field goals. I really think they have to focus and say, listen, we got to put points on the board. Because you put points on the board with that defense, it's going to be difficult. It's a different story if things go the wrong way. And, you know, even if they put up field goals, three, six, nine, same thing happened week one with the Bucks. The defense was playing, uh, you know, pretty good. And we couldn't put no points on the board. And Tom right. Brady and them was getting close enough to keep putting. They chipping the three, six, nine. And then after that, all it takes is one touchdown. And it's like we don't have the, we didn't have the offense to, you know, to do whatever it was. So hopefully this Sunday night they focus and get that crowd right out of it early, immediately. Um, you know, we're going to be tuned in uh, all week talking to these uh, yeah. Philly fans, talking trash on Twitter. Uh, you know, I, I was um, I got a bunch of guys that I know because I lived in Philly for like 10 years. So I had to hear that shit uh, going to college, you know, to you, Temple. Yeah. I had to hear that all day. So I definitely got them on uh, Facebook 
Instagram then, then got crazy. Like, right. Then I got like three three things. Like first, like like Hurts playing, like you know he's looked better than what he had was last year. But I was looking at some of his stats earlier too, like. The way he's Eagles fans be talking, like, bro, only has thrown four passing touchdowns, the same as Cooper Rush, and he played more games than Cooper Rush. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's so crazy to me. Like, they be like, like, he got more rushing touchdowns than passing touchdowns. I think he got, like, six rushing touchdowns. So, like, he's not even killing it. All right, I know they got, like, yardage, but he's not even killing it as far as, like, touchdowns, man. And then second, Trayvon, we know he owns the NFC East yep. with picks. Like, I think – I think he got three with against the Eagles, so I just feel like he's gonna get another one. And then um I noticed something earlier in the week uh from this uh Matt Owen dude on Twitter. Uh he posted it and I found it interesting. He was um talking about the Eagles scoring per quarter. Mm-hmm. Um so the first quarter they score like two point eight points, which is twenty first. The second mm-hmm. quarter is when they, they big quarter. They score about 18.4 points in the first quarter. And then the third quarter, they 3.4 points, which is 19th. And in the fourth quarter, they 2.4 points. So it looks like in the second quarter, they try to score as much points as they can. Like last week, I think they went up 14-0, and then they were stagnant. They were struggling with Arizona, and then Arizona came back up, tied it up 14-14, and then they went up again, you know, 20 20 and then it was 2017 and of course Arizona missed that field goal. So like they they not like they fans be acting like they be like juggernauts and like they unstoppable like they just be dominating these teams and like they be struggling like sometimes they may start off fast but they they struggle like they struggle throughout the game like they not they not like unbeatable or nothing like that man. I don't I never looked at them as unbeatable. I watched a couple of the games I'm like okay I played well um but yeah with Jalen Hurts it's not like he back there picking people apart. Um, and you know, is the second coming of Aaron Rodgers with the touchdowns or whatever the case is or whatever you want to call it. So we'll see what happens. Um, and then it's extra pressure on the Eagles anyway, especially Jalen Hurts. They ain't, um, he ain't beat, he never beat the Cowboys since he's been in the league. And I think, um, the Eagles are like two and seven in their last, uh, nine games against us. Or something like that. Yeah. So we kind of, you know, we kind of own the NFC East, and I think we what was it one six in a row against NFC opponents eight. or eight? It's eight. Oh, yeah. yeah. So whole lot of you know, whole lot of things in our favor. Um, definitely looking forward to that one. So we're gonna be hyped about that. Um, it should be a good one. It should be a goodie. Um, and like I said. Monday, looking forward to that victory Monday, that uh, W Wednesday, back with the, uh, on the next uh, episode so we can talk about that, break that down. I don't talk about losses. We're going to talk about wins um, and just keep that train moving forward. And I, we get uh, Dak back in the fold and keep running off these Ws uh, as we can because the schedule is kind of light going into the break um, after this Eagles game. So we can, you know, we can rack up some W's going into that break and go from there. And then after the break, what is that? I think, what's that? The, is, that the, is that the Thanksgiving game? Oh, no. After the break, we uh, we end up going to um, we end up going to Green Bay. Okay. Uh, after the week, and then we play. We go to Green Bay, Minnesota. Then, that, then it's a Thanksgiving game against uh, the Giants. Okay. Yeah, so, 
This should be definitely good. We, matter of fact, may have to see if we can get somebody on next week to uh, talk with us about that uh, Eagles and Philly game, uh, Eagles and Cowboys game, whether it be Cowboys fan or Eagles fan. If it's a, if we lose, I ain't bringing no Eagles on here. Fuck them. I ain't bringing no Eagles fan. Right. <laughs> if we lose, anybody we can get somebody up here, get another uh, perspective from it that was watching. Uh, but one thing else I want to talk about, because um, that is another thing that may be an issue with the Cowboys, and that's this roughing the passer calling by these refs over these last two weeks. Uh, you've seen the play with Tom Brady um, against the Falcons. Falcons was on their way back. I think it was 21-15. They sacked Tom Brady, and they called roughing the passer. So that erased the third down, uh, fourth down that was coming up, first down, 15 yards. And then, who else was it? Damn, I can't remember. Um, oh, Chris, Chris, uh, was it Chris? Was his name Chris Jones on Kansas City? Chris Jones on Kansas City, Monday night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, fumble. I think it was he, it was a sack, and he forced That's the fumble, true. strip fumble, and they called roughing the passer. And then they didn't call the same same thing happened with Mahomes. Same tossing him over the guy, tossed him over the guy to the ground. No call. Like I, I personally feel with the way our defense is so fast that that could work against us this Sunday and moving forward. Thanks to the shout to the Dolphins for that dumb shit they did. This is why we're in this position. But shout to y'all, dummies. But anyway. What do you think about that? And they said they're not trying to um, change it. They're not. Because remember with the pass interference rule, they started putting in the um, reviews last season because people was like, well, you know, y'all not really seeing what it is. Y'all making these calls and it's, you know, determining football games. This is something that can determine a football game at the end of it, especially if you up three or up a touchdown. And they right there, and you get a sack to get them out of field goal range, and then they call rough in the passer, and that gives them an additional 15 yards, and now that's pretty much game is over. Do you think they need to implement the review rule, or is it just going to be headed towards two-hand touch where they should just put a flag on the quarterback and you just got to wrap them in a bear hug and take the flag off at this point the way it's looking? No, I think they um, should um... – Add the review, uh, like on Rough and the Past. So, um, funny you mentioned that because they asked Mike McCarthy about it early in the press, earlier today in press conference. And he, he said the same thing. He said he think all Rough and the Passes should be, um, reviewed. He said anything, any penalty that's 15 yards or more should be reviewable. Like you should be able to go under the booth and, you know, look at them. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they can make or break you in a game. Like they can cost you some games or they can cost you a drive on you know, you can be getting off the field and then they do that and then your defense got to go back to the field after having a, a you know, a, a good stop, a good defense stop on a third down, you know, mm-hmm. on a fourth down. And then um, I think they even, they talked to Michael about it, you know, he was just saying like, you know, it's tough like for them as defenders because, you know, he understand like the strides that they try to make to keep players safe, but at the end of the day, we all got a job to do and his job is to go hit, he's paid to go hit, you know, people. You know, that's mm-hmm. what he get paid on Thursday. You know, they just got to find a better way to help the defense out because they're already at a disadvantage with some of these rules favoring the offense. And then, you know, they ask him about, do he think about the penalties 
I'm doing sex. He's like, I'm not going to think about it at all. If I get fined, I get fined. If I don't, I don't. I'm playing football to help my team win games, and that and that means I got to sack the quarterback. So I'm I'm pretty sure they'll be smart. long as they understand, you know, nothing below the legs, don't hit the head, anything under the head, you know, chest line, above the waist. But a lot of those – a lot of those calls are not even, not even from head uh, helmet to helmet hits or even below the um, knee hits. They are a lot of them. Mind you, defensive linemen are going full speed, and then right. that's one. Two, you trying to get off a block of another three hundred pound offensive lineman who's putting their hands on your pads and moving you, and you're trying to move. Quarterback is a couple inches behind. The offensive lineman. So when you go in full speed, you done move the offensive lineman. Now you go on a sack, and a lot of these calls are okay. The sack, and now you falling on top of the quarterback. That is split second things. It's totally like, what am I supposed to do? Hurt myself to not fall on the quarterback? And then even if you try to, because you know you can put your hands down and, and try. They don't see that. Because everything is split second. So like you said, if that's the case and you throw the flag, they should go under the hood, check it out, and see did he try to put his hands down to break the fall or was he actually driving the quarterback into the ground, which is then, of course, 15-yard penalty, understandable. But a lot of these guys, it's it's like, I guess it's – like the Jones play, like he was trying to brace his ball because he already had the dog on football in yeah. his hand. But they try to say like he put his full force body on car, which was the reason why they called the rough and the passer, which I disagree with it. It was ridiculous. And then somebody was saying so I think they had a a, a discussion from the um Chargers and Chiefs game where um Derwin James basically suplexed Kelsey and there was no call made and they was like well you know call it call it fair I understand quarterbacks are put up on a higher pedestal because they wear the red things during practice they can't get hit you got to protect them they the face of the league but can't suplex somebody into the fucking ground regardless if they big or not and these quarterbacks are not small. They act like these quarterbacks are 150 pounds, five feet eleven. Josh Allen, what, six three, two something, two forty, something like that, bro. Like going up and, and, and tapping Josh Allen, you gonna get embarrassed. He gonna truck you. He gonna truck you, and then his first down, and all because in your mind you thinking, I can't really hit this guy and put him down, and that's what you get paid for. That's what they drafted you for. That's why you get checks twice a month if you're on the defensive line or wherever you're at on defense. It's to tackle. To tackle properly. So they, they got to – it's something, I guess, in the offseason. But I just think these are the type of things for any team that can lose momentum and, God forbid, it's a playoff game. And a call like that determines you win or lose because you was up. And now they kick a field goal and you lose by two or one because that 15 yards put them at the 35 yard line to make it easier, you know, kick. And that's the type of shit that 
with the Cowboys is goes on with us. Whatever happens, will happen. So you know how it goes with our luck. But I definitely want to get your thoughts on that. Uh, see how that goes. Um, I seen seen they was saying Tua was uh, practicing or something this week, didn't they? Yeah, I saw that. Some of that. I don't. You, you agree with that or? Man, I think it's too soon, man. <laughs> what has it been like? Two weeks? Yeah, I think about two, three weeks, man. And then you're doing that in um. What's his name? Teddy Bridgewater. Walking boot. Teddy Bridgewater's out. Um, yeah. Hills in a walking boot. So, are you really Tyreek Hill? Yeah, at the end of the um, the end of the last game, somebody stepped on his foot, and he oh, was in a wow. walking boot. He was in a walking boot um, after the game, and then they said, um, I think he went to. They said he if he practices Wednesday, if he practices if he practiced today. If he practice Thursday and Friday, then he'll play on Sunday. But yeah, he had got his foot stepped on, and he was in a walking boot. So, so I'm like, you know, you coming back? Your weapons is not all there. Um, and you I don't think over. he can do that. Who? What are you talking about, Tua? Kenny, or did they put him on IR? Nah, he ain't on IR. But I don't. They'd be a fool if they put him out there Sunday. I don't know. I think maybe he's just. I think maybe he's just practicing just to see. I think I did read like he was doing like light throws or whatever. Cause I wouldn't put him out there Sunday. I hope they don't put him out there Sunday, but because I don't know I, if he's here. The Dolphins. It's the Dolphins. Yeah, right. <laughs> they, they known to do dumb shit. So it's not like we're talking about this is an NF organization from top to bottom. Um so and I don't even know this guy that is the third string. I don't even know they got him off some off some uh economy line that they needed to play. So, you know, they can get nervous and jittery and say, okay, tour practice. They did it when he got the concussion the first time. He was back out there Tuesday, and they put him back out there to play that Thursday, which got him uh, either, even further hurt. So, I don't know. I mean, but I just know they need to do something. They, this is, But this is where all this comes from, like, these teams, they got to do better as far as everything is not wins and losses. Sometimes you got to, you know, do stuff for the betterment of these players. But this has been going on before me and you was even around. They've been playing. And it was worse back then. Like, it's all about the team. It's all about uh, wins and losses. And then the greater thing is more about the bottom line, which is crazy to me. Um, so, but these guys got to they gotta um, take care of themselves. And definitely, I think they need to bring up this guaranteed money thing with football players because you go out there and you play and you only get a signing bonus and then it's basically you playing. It's like you're playing for free. Even though you get a check, they can cut you at any time. You get hurt. These guys go out there and get paralyzed off the first play of their they, um, career. And these teams, business-wise, we got to cut you. We can't keep that weight. On, on the team and it's all business and they look at it like well okay freak accidents happen but here's your signing bonus good luck <clears throat> for the most part unless you know you part of that community they may help but I think they need to really go to the table and say listen there has to be some sort of guarantee outside of these signing bonuses yeah. in my opinion because you know and I'm not talking about the guys that's making 
the big money. I'm talking about these guys that get a couple million dollar signing bonus and then they get hurt. A lot of these old linemen, a lot of these defensive linemen, they in the trenches. You tackle somebody, your ankle get rolled up on, your knee get bent this way in the third. So that's something that they really I need to fix. Other than making this damn game two hand touch, you might as well not even play no damn more. No man, so. I never get that. <laughs> huh? I said they better never get that. <laughs> I mean, look where it's going. You can't. What can you do? Everything is cold. You can't do nothing. They try to open up the offense. You can't touch the offensive player within five yards. You can't do this. You can't just just pass interference. Everything. You can't hit this person like that. You can't slam them to the ground. Somebody step out of bounds and you going full speed and you having a 15 yard penalty. All right, bro, I, what am I supposed to do? Flip myself sideways so I don't hit somebody and then I'm hurt and y'all sitting there talking about praise up to me? <laughs> like, come on. It don't make no sense, man. But definitely. But we'll see. But again, uh, big game Sunday. I'm excited. I'm really excited. I'm just, and I'm honestly, I'm excited to see. How this defense is going to look against this offense? Right, me too. Uh, so I'm, I've been like really excited about the defense these last uh, four weeks. So, and I definitely want to see. They keep talking this Hassan Reddick shit and comparing them to Micah Parsons, and I'm like, there's a level, and then there's God tier level, and Hassan right. Reddick is not on God tier level. Nobody, like nobody in the league has like Mike come. Close to Michael Parsons. They be talking crazy online. And I'm like, yo, bro, like y'all gotta chill, man. I'm like, yo, we 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 handled y'all last season twice. Right. It was a blowout. And it, it was blowout. Close. It wasn't even close. It was it was twenty pieces. Yeah. And y'all gotta tell I'm like, y'all gotta get a W, y'all gotta beat us handily. Shut us up. Cause y'all got the they they, they talking crazy. Ah, who was Michael Parsons? Who was this? Oh, defenses. I'm like, are y'all serious? Like, you crazy? Especially if they don't score, if they score less than 14 points. You can hold them down like 10 points or some shit or seven? Man. <laughs> Man, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. Definitely. Um, but also, even to switch gears from the football, uh, since the last episode, we had the issue with the, um, Golden State Warriors, uh, Draymond Green with Mike Tyson on Jordan Poole at practice. Um, they like they had a little altercation, normal practice shit between players. Uh, Draymond Green walked up on Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole pushed him, and then Draymond Green just teed off on him. Um, suppose, you know, Draymond came out. He apologized for the most part, said he going through something. I think that's normal protocol when somebody act out they going through something personal even if they not they just sound good um with his history you think a suspension was necessary from the team because they said they're not suspending him they're gonna find him he'll be back with them on thursday um do you think he should have got suspended for that um mm, nah nah because i mean we all know how Draymond is. Like he used that, you know, he got that fire in him. You know, most of the time it's good for the team, and 
it rallies them, and then he uses it the wrong way and stuff like that. So, um, no, nah, you know, it's like they said, like, you know, stuff like that has happened before where teammates get into stuff like practice. I mean, we all know about the Jordan Kerr, you know, Jordan punching Kerr back yeah. in the day, you know, like, mm-hmm. this ain't got stuff like that. But, um, you know, being that uh, they got the leader they, they have on a team like Steph, and it seems like, you know, Steph and Iggy and them, uh, you know, sat Jordan down and, and Draymond down, and it looks like they, you know, hash whatever it is, and probably like, you know, this F all this, let's try to go with a championship again um, this year. But, um, you know, yeah, no, I just didn't think it was one suspicion, but, um, but you know, the Warriors sometimes, like, I don't know, I feel like sometimes they be scared of Draymond too, in a sense. <laughs> you know, he pulled his same stunt with, when KD was there. Uh, yeah. And crazy is around the same time, like, when KD was, you know, close to, you know, uh, it was his last year on the contract, then you yeah. got Jordan Poole for a contract extension, Draymond looking for a contract extension. But, you know, then I feel like, part of me feel like Draymond did this on purpose because, He's trying to get to L.A. Like, you think he's trying to leave? Yeah, for him. Because I, I think he knows Golden State not going to pay, give him that max contract. They're going to pay pool. Then I'm pretty sure they're going to want to pay Clay again. Um, and then uh, they probably want to pay Wiggins. Mm-hmm. Um, then they probably most likely want to pay Looney again, too. So, you know, you got that. And then um, with Jane Wiseman, you know, if he play up to potential these next couple of years, they're probably – Offer him a contract too. So, um, yeah, I think like he know like he's not gonna get that extension. So, you know, him and Braun been best friends lately these past yeah. year or two. Ironically, so hmm. yeah, I feel like he's trying that's to, crazy I feel though. Like to the Lakers. Yeah, I feel like he's trying to go to the Lakers. You know, once you know, go to state, let him. That's walk. a wild way to get. That's a wild way to get to LA. To be honest with you, yeah. but I'm gonna be. I'm going to be straight. I'm going to keep it 100. If, if he would have swung on me like that in practice, bro, you can't come back until I get my five minutes. Like, I don't want to hear no talking. I don't want to hear no I apologize. I don't want to hear no I'm going through whatever outside. Bro, if I don't get my five minutes, you can't. Because every time you come back to practice, I'm going to get my five minutes. There's no, we're not even getting out the locker room before I'm teeing off on you until I feel like we got our five minutes. Like, I, it's just like, it's a, it's one thing to push each other, get in each other's face. We teammates. We here for the same purpose. We supposed to be building camaraderie and chemistry. When you swing like he swung, bro, that that there's malice behind that. For sure. Like there's malice behind that, and it's like, bro, like nah, we the, the apology. You gonna have, now you really gonna have to show me that there's more to that behind that punch. Like you really can fight because we not we not gonna be cool. Yeah, I could be cool with him after that. Like, like we're not gonna be cool, and it's gonna show on the court because I'm not, I'm not rocking with you. Like, I will look you off every time I come to court. I'm gonna be wide open. I'm pulling threes. It is what it is. Y'all just gonna, y'all gonna, somebody got to be moved. Either trade me or whatever. And I think this is where I think Steph Curry needs to step in. I think it needs to be a team imposed step away for a little bit, and we need to see change because, like you said. It's always something with somebody. Like you did it with KD when KD already felt like he wasn't part of the original, um, what was it? 
the original three with uh, Dre, Steph, and Clay. He already felt like a stepchild, and then you telling him he a bitch, that get leaked. And there's somebody in that Warriors organization that don't like Draymond because yeah. him calling KD a bitch got leaked, and then the video of him punching Poole got leaked. So somebody there's, I don't know if it's these video guys or with somebody higher up saying, oh, we got the video, go ahead and leak that. We not paying them. Right. We just going to add all this evidence. So when he come and say, well, I'm a free agent, we're going to tell him we wish you the best. But I don't think here is where you need to be anymore, honestly, because that's crazy. Like, bro, and then you get on there talking some, he was up there. I'm like, I don't even want to hear half the shit you're saying in this press conference. Did you talk to the man that you swung on? And that's it. You apologizing to the fans and the media for what? Nobody want to hear that. Yeah. And we don't believe you. Like it's gonna be something else. I mean, you what you do? You kick Brown. What you try? Kick Brown in the nuts during the playoffs. Whole bunch of nonsense. You be doing sneaky shit, and then you play it off like you know I, I'm going through something. Like, but now I need to hear. I need to see doctor. I need to see therapist notes. Because if you really going through something. Go take the time off and get your stuff together. But yeah, if it ain't no, if you're not giving me my five minutes, then yeah, this is not this is not gonna work because we can't play together. And they just gonna keep talking about yeah. Every time Pool coming in, he's swinging on Draymond. We don't know why. Y'all know why. I, I ain't get my five minutes. So, but that was crazy. And but that's good. It's, it's stir up now. They got a storyline for the season. See how that plays out. So if they come out and they go fifteen and zero, then they gonna call Draymond a hero because they it brought them together chemistry. But if they come out and they stink it up, Draymond gonna be the scapegoat. So, but we'll see how that goes, man. But definitely want to get your insight on that because that was uh, some interesting news to say the least. Um, do appreciate uh, you being here every week with me. Um, Shows is definitely, I feel the uh, chemistry, camaraderie getting better and better every week. Appreciate all your insight. Oh, uh, before we get out of here, I did see you sent me that video. You had asked um, Tyler Smith a question. Go ahead and speak on, on that experience um, and what, what what it was because I had no idea about it. If you want to speak on it and, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, you know, they do the little Cowboys out every Monday. I'm at a concrete Cowboy where Cowboys uh, radio uh, announcer during the game, Brad Sham, and uh, his co-host. You know, they pick each different Cowboy players each week uh, just to get to know them um, outside of football and then talk some football with them. And then towards, like, the last 10 minutes, they um, ask uh, they, a lot of fans that's there in attendance to ask, you know, the player a question. And, you know, I just asked them, you know, what's the, what's the one um, – the one uh, – Difference or a uh, thing that he been learning since starting the NFL, um, and he's just been saying like you know just all about preparation and just um, understanding the details and the little things um, about the game and just coming in on your craft and just really be hard on the sharp of the details throughout the week so you can get prepared through um, through the game coming on Sunday. That way, when the game comes on Sunday, you know everything is is smooth. You're not overthinking things and mm-hmm. you know Tyler he's real like he's real well spoken like uh, you can tell like he's learning a lot like he's been saying like uh, Peters Jason Peters has been a big help to him um, 
even like with the game last week when Donald beat him, you know, twice with the sacks, you know, Peters was like, hey, you know, when he went to the sideline, you know, Peters was talking every time the sideline, be like, you know, he's telling him like, hey, you know, he was he wasn't wide enough on, on that play, you know, just getting on corners and just let him know, you know, what he needed to do as far as uh the next time, you know, Donald do this or if another rusher do a certain move with how to counter it and stuff like that. So like he's gonna be real, um, real, real good. And, you know, the next decade and stuff, I feel like we got another good one as far as the left tackle and protecting, you know, a franchise quarterback, um, you know, for many years to come. And, you know, we got a bright future. Uh, like, I really feel like, you know, he's going to be better and better each year and turn into a pro bowl and all pro type mm-hmm. offensive line. Yeah, that's good. Good insight. Definitely. I, I, I like the kid a lot. And I noticed the, um, I noticed he actually, you know, listened. Because it was kind of quiet for um, Aaron Donald uh, moving into that second half, definitely. Um, so, but that was good, good, good insight from him. Uh, real good head on his shoulders. Appreciate uh, you sharing that uh, insight with us. Uh, so, and again, thanks a lot for everything, all, all the information that you uh, that you give every week, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all know what to do. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Talk Nice Podcast is here with your boy Bezo. I got my guy, Mr. Selfmade 80, every week with me. And you know, we talking Cowboys, we talking football, we talking sports. Whatever happens during the week, we're going to talk about it. We're going to give our opinion. We hope y'all love it, like it. And if y'all don't, still listen. Um, you know, and we'll be back next week. Talk about that uh, victory over the Eagles. And, Corey, if you got anything you want to tell the people, you know what I mean, let them know. Uh, man, just continue, you know. Supporting us, continue like and share, man. Um, we appreciate y'all tuning in each week. Um, just another great week, just talking, giving our opinions. And of course, we're going to punch the Eagles' ass on Sunday night. So I'm not even worried, man. I'm confident we're going to bust their ass. We're going to make a statement Sunday, Sunday night. Absolutely. You heard it. You heard it here first. Uh, getting that uh, W, punching the right in their mouth. And everybody be cool. Y'all be good. You know, I always say, talk to me nice, talk to me politely, but always talk to me. And on that note, we out of here, you heard?